0: Hi friends, my name is Andy, my pronouns are he and him, and welcome to Hope Collective Church Podcast. Here at Hope Collective Church, our mission is to develop inclusive communities where people discover sacred worth and calling. And our four core values are empathy, inclusion, trust, and humility. This week we start our Lenten series called God on the Move. And John is going to be introducing us to a sermon called God in the Desert. I can't wait for you guys to hear this, so here we go. Here's John. Hey friends, my name is John Morgan. My pronouns are he and him, and I want to welcome you to Hope Collective Church. Uh, For those of you who are watching, you can uh, see that I'm back to my sun porch, and I'm just thankful for the weather and the natural light coming through. If you're just listening in, you may hear dogs barking and mowers running, and it's just like music to my ears today. before we get to the message, I want to thank everyone who was involved in the the holy moments of Ash Wednesday this week. We were on the corner of 5th Street and St. Clair, which is right outside the Neon Movie Theater, and uh, so many people were able to experience the the holy moments of God's presence. And in some people, it was totally unexpected that this occurred uh, one of my favorite parts is when we made the sign of the cross on people's foreheads with the ashes. We, we used the words, repent and believe in the good news that you are loved. And I'm just so thankful that we have access, first of all, to that corner. Thankful for the folks at the Neon. Um, what a beautiful day. What an amazing way to encounter the people of Dayton. So just... Totally giving giving thanks today. What a blessing. Uh, we are um, beginning this journey called Lent, which is a, a, a journey towards the Resurrection Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday, a journey that invites us to reflect on where we are now in our life of faith. It, it's a journey that moves us towards a deeper understanding of God's love and God's desire to draw us closer. And so we're going to stay in the book of Luke for those of you who've been with us this last month. We're actually going to turn a few pages backwards to Luke chapter 4 because this is one of the traditional scriptures that are that, that's read the, the first Sunday of Lent. Now, I have a confession. Out of the 23 years I've been in ministry, I have never preached on this text before, and I got a little bit stuck this week. And if you know me well, whenever I get stuck or or even whenever I just feel like I need an extra boost in, in connecting with God, I, I retreat uh, to my Catholic tradition. And so I found myself uh, surfing the faith page of Marquette University. And it's actually there where I was inspired with a couple of key phrases today uh, that I'm going to share with you. Now, I know no one from Marquette is going to be watching or or uh, listening to this sermon, but I just want to give credit where credits due and, and just say thanks for the inspiration. Well, we're going to start off with Luke chapter chapter four, verses one and two, which say, "Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit." Returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. Now, how many of you, after 40 days of not eating anything at all, would you be famished? Well, that's all of us, right? How about just after four days? I'm sure uh, most of us would feel famished as well. And and I'll be honest, after four hours, my tummy starts grumbling a little bit if I haven't had anything to eat. <laughs> but this says forty days. It's more than hungry, right? Jesus is is feeling something that that, this, that our translation says famished. The Greek word is uh, pinao, which means an intense desire or crave Jesus after forty days had this intense desire to be filled up he was craving food and this is at the beginning of Jesus's documented ministry his first act is to empty himself completely and it's weird to think about the person on earth who has the most power relinquishes it all he makes himself hungry fan, famished vulnerable weak and he does this in the wilderness or some of your translations say in the desert where there's no resources at all no support no relief in sight and here's what's odd about what he about what he did is he he did all of this on purpose now, there's a reason why we use the scripture to set the stage for the Lenten season. We're challenged to fast from something for 40 days, something that that we crave if we don't have. And it's a way of emptying, emptying our own selves. It's a way of giving up power and control, making ourselves vulnerable. If you remember what verse 1 said, when Jesus emptied himself, what was he full of? Holy Spirit. (laughs) Now, This will all make sense in in just a moment when we read on, but can we just pause for a moment and give thanks? Because if we don't get anything else out of the scripture, if we don't get anything else out of the Lenten season, we can get this, that Jesus understands what it means to be hungry. And Jesus knows what it's like to be in the desert. And he's gone through loneliness before and he's been exhausted and he knows what it means to to not be in control and not, and to not rely on your own power. And and he knows what it means to not have any resources or anyone to rely on. Sometimes when we feel these things in our own lives and and when we find ourselves in our own desert places, uh, we may ask things like, why, like, Why, God, is this happening to to me? And too often we try to spiritualize or over-spiritualize things. And and, and even in a negative way, we might say, well, maybe God's punishing me. Or if we try to put it in a positive spin, we, we might misquote scripture and say things like, well, there's a reason for everything or God won't give us anything that we can't handle. Well, If we over-spiritualize moments in the deserts and misuse scriptural phrases like this, it's not very helpful, is it? (laughs) But here's something that that we get from the scripture. If you ever find yourself in a desert place, just know that God's not afraid to move into the desert with you because God's been there before in Jesus. (laughs) And sometimes we don't know how we ended up in the desert place. Sometimes we know exactly why we ended up in the desert place, because it's our own decisions that put us there. But even if that's the case, know that God's not afraid to move into the desert with you, because God's been there before in Jesus. Sometimes in our accountability circles, uh, we use the anacron- or the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, to describe those desert places. Those letters stand for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And that can describe how we feel in the desert places of our life. This story doesn't really say, I think we could say Jesus was hungry, lonely, and tired. It doesn't say angry, but he didn't eat for 40 days. I mean, can we just agree, like, he was at least hangry, right? But if you ever find yourself in the desert place, if you ever find yourself hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, remember this word, halt. And don't do anything extreme, like try to get that quick fix or or give in to the, the temptations. But remember, you are not alone. Well let's see what Jesus did when he was hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Picking up in verse 3, the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Jesus was tempted, just like we get tempted. And he quoted scripture from the book of Deuteronomy. The temptations are not bad, right? But it's what we do with the temptations that can either help us turn to God or turn away from God. Jesus had the choice. He could turn to God to fulfill that, that craving or that deep desire that he had, or he could turn away from God and into the resource that, that was in front of him that would have given him that quick fix. We have the same opportunity when we are tempted. We can turn to God or turn away from God. And so the invitation is this. Halt. Turn to God. Will you say that with me? Halt. Turn to God. Continuing in verse five, then the devil led him up and showed him an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you, I will give their glory and all this authority for it has been given over to me and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will be all yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only God. So underneath the different temptations of of Jesus, there's this invitation that that the evil one is offering for Jesus to deny his identity as the son of God. He sees it right here in this temptation, right? He's tempted to trade in his identity for false power. And Jesus is like, no, 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 this this isn't this isn't who I am. And again, he quotes scripture out of the book of Deuteronomy. See, are, are not our temptations trying to get us to deny the person who we're called to be and instead turn to unhealthy ways to satisfy ourselves? But hear this temptation. Halt. Remember who I am. Will you say that with me? Halt. Remember who I am. Let's move on. Verse 9. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels <coughs> excuse me, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. By resisting this temptation, Jesus chose to trust God completely as he turned to the book of Deuteronomy one more time. And this one was tricky, right? Because Satan tried to make the temptation look like scripture. He was quoting Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. For God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And here's why we really have to be careful. Because sometimes temptation is dressed up like it's holy. Let me say that again. Sometimes temptation is dressed up like it's holy. The evil one will even use scripture out of context to convince you of lies. But when you experience even the trickiest of of temptation, let's be like Jesus. Here's the third invitation. Halt. Trust God completely. Say those words with me. Halt. Trust God completely. So maybe you've been in the wilderness or a desert place at some point in your life. Or maybe that place is today. And you feel hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. First of all, just know you're not alone. Know that God has moved into the desert with you. God's not afraid of the desert. God's been there before in Jesus. But also if you're if you're in that space or if you just want to halt with me right now, will you, will you join me in in praying this wilderness prayer? Forgiving God in the season of repentance. Make your mercy sufficient for every need. Come to your children who are in their own wilderness and make their wanderings holy paths of learning your truth. Strengthen all who face the threshold of temptation or the turmoil of trial. Seek those whose hearts are remorseful and meet them with grace. Renew your church from the depths of your heart where justice and mercy meet. Bring us with all your saints to the day when all who watch and pray for your kingdom behold your salvation and meet you in your resurrection, God, most glorious creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement for you this week. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Hope Collective Church for weekly online services and on many other ways to connect with us. And again, thanks friends for listening and have a great week. And remember these three words, you are loved.